1: Pramble it. All right, I'll pramble it up. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to the show. This is your first time listening. This is the preamble. It's where we do the preamble, and we do the talking, and we bring up some things. First topic. Yes. About two years ago, Uh something happened in our kitchen, our pantry specifically. (gasps) This was kind of like a pivotal moment, a change for our pantry. Do you remember what it was? Do not. It coincided with something we started called Classic Movie Night. Yes. What was it? The candy drawer. Yes. Uh, we're both now mid to late 30s adults. and First I of all. Say, we're both late 30s adults. I don't
0: care about age, but I need you to be accurate. I'm yeah, We're
1: early 40s adults. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> um, I would say for the 11 years of our relationship yes. that we've been together, I mean, all of them except for the past two, we did not really have candy in the house. Like yeah, we certainly yeah. had some some sweets, some
0: snacks, some, some snacks. Treats. We'll call them treats. Some
1: dessert items, some ice cream, and but things. But we
0: didn't have straight up we didn't have candy. candy. We
1: didn't have candy, and I don't know if this is just like a thing as you get older that's like candy is for kids. As an adult, you don't get to enjoy candy. Yeah. I love candy. Or
0: is it that as you get older, you realize that your body is literally breaking down on you day by day, and you don't want to to poison it? it? Like where we like hold up candy and we're like, "Are you food?" And we're like, "Definitely not."
1: Definitely not food. What I wanted to say was right before recording this. Normally, the cinnamon rollers out there, they would know that you had a cinnamon roll. roll, But we're leaving tomorrow for three weeks, which we're going to get into. I can't. I don't have have cinnamon rolls. I don't have cinnamon rolls. Yeah. What are you going to? I'm going to eat seven of them today. Especially because they're wet. Plus. They're very wet. They're so wet. <laughs> you can't leave wets and rolls around. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I had some Sour Patch Kids before we started recording. And as I was having six Sour Patch Kids, first of all, I was like, listen, when we say we eat candy, six. we eat like... I eat like six Sour Patch Kids when I go to have some. Yeah, I don't but, eat like a bag. Do
0: you know what's interesting? Yeah. I found my Sour Patch Kid Max just yeah. three. You know oh, why? No. Because it actually like makes my tongue raw.
1: Oh okay yeah because you are a you're a, a sucker. I chew I right suck. through.
0: I don't suck. It's oh just, you just have, I have a, a weak, sensitive
1: soft tongue.
0: Yeah I have a soft tongue. You have soft <laughs> teeth and I have a soft tongue. Okay.
1: You have tiny hands. I have tiny hands. I have genetic and a weaknesses and soft tongues
0: and you. <laughs> uh,
1: what I wanted to say that I just uh, just. Haven't to nothing. Is Why can't we just have some candy as adults? Listen, like I understand it's terrible for you. It's not good for you if you're, especially someone who like has to struggle with like watching what you eat. Be very careful. Don't just go and start eating candy. But also, if you want to have some Sour Patch, (laughs) someone with
0: an autoimmune condition is like, well, Jason Carroll told me I can have candy. they're doctors. Don't
1: do that. You know, they have podcasts. They must be doctors. (laughs) But six Sour Patch kids, like every couple days, like I'm not gonna. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Oh, maybe it is a big deal. Who knows? We'll find out in 30 years when we understand our health because we don't right now. But anyway, what I was just getting to was like, give yourself permission if you can it's okay in your diet to like go get a childhood candy this weekend and just
0: enjoy it and like
1: even if it's like a tiny Reese's peanut butter cup just like one little one enjoy it
0: you know what we you and I have been trading this craving for about three to four weeks now Uh you know what I'm about to say and we're gonna have one on our trip okay snickers
1: ice cream bar oh yeah to. we did uh we were at a counter getting pumpkin beer because it's pumpkin beer season and i love trying pumpkin beers i think i've been through like eight different pumpkin beers at this point
0: you just this is your i'm a basic bitch fall yeah equivalent. but it's like the only like thing like pumpkin yeah. spice latte yeah. but like you're I like love pumpkin you're beer. like the male <laughs> and, <laughs> and i want
1: uh, i've talked about this with some people this is the other part of the pream we got a lot of preamble to get to here oh gosh my pumpkin beer of choice how have i described it to you do you remember have you paid attention to me in our relationship
0: It's like if you took a beer and you... No, start over. It's like if you took a Yankee Candle coat. Ew! I am so <laughs> mad.
1: I am about to scratch your kneecaps like, off.
0: Okay. <laughs> Specific. Do it right. You have been walking. You've been walking. Dead. I've been walking much, too walking walking much dead. dead. You've been walking too much. I've been, dead. been walking too much dead. We're into the Walking Dead right now. Don't judge us. Yeah. I mean, you three, wouldn't judge us, but like we missed seasons, the boat. And, three seasons and it's in. It's very, very dark.
1: I my pumpkin beer of choice. I want you to jam a slice of pumpkin pie into a bottle, and then just like splash some beer in. Like it's just like a but like the most of it's pumpkin pie. So mm-hmm. like I want to drink and I'm like, oh, that's That's a pie. That, that's chunky chunks of pie <laughs> in this mug. <moment."> You're
0: nasty. <laughs> that's gross.
1: Uh anyway, we were buying pumpkin beer. Why this even matter is close to relating to candy. Are we gonna get We to were them, at the so. checkout counter and there were Snickers and you bought at one. the checkout counter. And you
0: took your own advice. I didn't and buy you one. Said, we no, bought two. three. We bought three. Why? Do you wanna
1: know why we bought three? First,
0: it started at one and yeah. then you were like This is mine. And I was like, well, I Yeah, what did I say?
1: Be clear on that. What did I say?
0: This is mine.
1: This is mine. Yeah. I don't want to share a single bite with you.
0: Also... Pro tip in a relationship, we make this very clear in yeah, our relationship yeah. about what is shareable and what is not. I'm yes. also very proud of our friends uh, Jen and Kayla because this has become a thing in our friend group. Yeah, we share food a lot of times, like if a lot we're of like times. going Order, out to dinner or whatever. And then every once in a while, one of us will be like, "I'm ordering this, and it for is for me. For me. If you guys you want do, one, it is not buy shareable. A second
1: one. So and I just
0: encourage you to have that yeah. level of transparency. So we're at the checkout
1: counter, and I was like, this Snickers is, is mine. mine. And then By then the way, like, we're not talking king size. These no, are just no, no, like no. the Regular. basic size. Also, Nostalgic. Snickers have a lot of calories in them. Be careful if you're going to have these <laughs> Yeah,
0: you looked at the back. And again, so then, I
1: eat six Sour Patch Kids. So like we're talking about like small quantities So then I of said,
0: well, then I got food jealousy, which those of you who are OG yeah. listeners will know this is a yeah. very important hot topic. Hot for us. topic Hot topic. Food jealousy. Yeah. So I said, I would like one as well. So then, then it became two. And yeah. then Jason said...
1: Well, here's what I really wanted.
0: You want one in the freezer?
1: Well, I wanted one in the car on the way home.
0: That's what happened. That's I right.
1: I am the type of person like my mom when we would go grocery shopping as a child.
0: Eat the cookie in the store.
1: I'm allowed to eat the cookie in the store. Wow, love you, mom. You're the best. Thank you so much for letting me do that. Now, as an adult, I'll eat like a box of crackers while we're shopping. Which well, I you haven't was, been to the grocery store in years. It makes but we me used very to do that. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna pay for it. It
0: actually did. I didn't even know you could. do yeah, that. Yeah, this
1: is like a perfect example like, I of like you the would difference. Get arrested? Yeah, the, if you did. That. <laughs> this is the perfect example of the two of us. We're grocery shopping. This is like eight years ago, nine years ago, early on in our relationship. We're walking through the grocery store together. I get a box of Cheez-Its, let's just say. I'm hungry for these Cheez-Its right now. I'm not about to wait till I, first of all, check out, get home. Like That's a lot of delayed gratification. I want the Cheez-Its now. I'm going to pay for
0: them. Where am okay, I going to go? That, I'm in the grocery store. To be honest? That is some white male energy of like, okay. I'm going to eat the cheeses in the store. Okay. Like that kind of privilege doesn't just <laughs> g- like bestow upon all of us. Okay. That okay, could go so, down a rabbit so, hole. That's so true. Sure, I
1: acknowledge. Sure, I acknowledge.
0: Because when I met you, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah.
1: But also. This, and you were
0: like, well, who's going to? And I was like, well, uh, everyone, the people in suits who come yeah. out and tell you wh- when you break rules in life. But
1: one of my favorite things is, is that the people at the checkout counter, they actually find it funny. Like, I, I remember they? so, oh yeah, I remember so many times, especially when I was in college and I would do this, I would have like a half a box open and I would be like eating it while they're checking out and I would close it before they have to like scan it. And I was like, I just want to let you know, like I dug into this, but like, that's awesome. I love that about really? you. Really? Yeah. are
0: they saying that because they're uncomfortable no, like me? because they're, because like, they're like, it's like, you're going to get It's like a 16 year old kid
1: who's working there that's like, yeah. I'm hungry too. I want Cheez-Its as well. Can I have some?
0: This is such a perfect illustration though of like you are just a rule breaker, room, a rule breaker. Yeah. and I'm a rule follower Yeah, and thank God we found each other.
1: And they're not even, it's like, I'm an, here's what I am. What I'm are an you? unwritten rule breaker. That's what I am. That because is Because you right. don't walk into a grocery That's store right. and there's no sign that That's says, right. don't eat the groceries before you leave. You're like a you
0: cultural leave. rule breaker. Yeah, yeah. You're like a, oh, all these we stupid all decided yeah. that this was what you do. So
1: this goes all the way back, all the way back. All the way back. Why can't we eat candy as adults? You know what I mean? Like, what is the like cultural? I mean, stigma? I think
0: people are listening to this, being like, "Oh, I've been I eating eat candy, candy all time. We have a candy drawer. Where you been, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so anyway, that's just to say, like, we've brought a little bit of candy back into our lives, and it's joyful. You just got a lot of low qu- quantities as an adult. You know, just really be careful
0: because our bodies are deteriorating. Soft tongues.
1: <laughs> really, Soft I'm tongues. About my True. tongues. Uh, also, let's just close the loop. Uh, we both put our Snickers in the fridge, not in the freezer, because we realized they were not ice cream Snickers. So we, we're like, we we're not wa- going to put them in the. Freezer. Freezer. We
0: wanted them to be ice cream, and, Snickers, yeah. and we thought putting them. in the We didn't really think this, but just offhandedly, we were like, "Oh, yeah. let's put them in the freezer." And then we were like, "Oh, they're not going to turn into ice cream." So also, I decided uh, refrigerated Snickers not very good. For well that's me. what I was getting. Didn't to like you. it.
1: No, 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 they're not good. They're not. They good. become hard as a rock, and they're terrible. Yeah, don't do so that. So don't do that. Okay, that's enough of uh, candy aisle.
0: Oh, candies.
1: Pumpkin beer.
0: New Pramble Top. A lot we of will get to white something. male
1: privilege that I have experienced in my life <laughs> that just, we that just are acknowledging. I think you should
0: do some reflection on that. Okay.
1: And now, the important Pramble Topic, the one that people might actually care about here. We're leaving tomorrow as of recording this. Yes. And we are, we are. going on a three week trip back to Florida. For those of you who don't know, Caroline was born in Florida. Her lived her whole life in Florida. I moved to Florida in 2000, lived there for 16 this years. 15 years. This is where we met. Uh, both of our families live in Florida. Everyone Everything is there. in Florida. Northeast Florida, in case you care, Jacksonville, Florida. Whoa, hotbed Jacksonville. Um, so people were writing so many songs about it. Anyway, <laughs> we're going back because yeah. we want to see our families. Uh, haven't seen my side of the family since before COVID years. times. Almost Christmas two years.
0: of 2019. Yes. And then my entire family, except for my mom and my yes. stepdad,
1: I haven't seen. Uh, so it's it's a jam-packed trip. Like We're, we're going to three different places. Four different locations locations. in three weeks. Uh, We have a bunch of Airbnbs booked. We got a rental car. We got all these different things. But we also wanted to really discuss, because this has kind of come up with a couple WAMers that I've been chatting with in our WAM Slack community, is some folks are taking trips. Some folks are getting back into They're probably
0: where we are, where it's like, I've been really safe, but like... We're getting to the two-year mark. We're yeah, like, literally, I family. I've gone nowhere. Yeah. Like,
1: that's, that's the thing. Like, we took our first trip to Charlotte, which we talked a little bit about on the podcast, however long ago that was, a month or two ago. July. And, what are months? Um, and this one is really, like, our first big, and we're going. And then also, just, just to throw in there, like, Florida is the hot spot of COVID in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, the most cases, it's probably the people who... This is just generalization. I don't know this. I don't have facts. But, like, kind of care the least about the rules of just protecting other people as you walk around in life.
0: That is a very gross generalization. That's why I said it.
1: That's why I said it. However, I... The numbers don't lie. That's all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I cannot uh, deny that the governor has made some interesting choices. Yeah. So, so what
1: what I wanted to bring up and I asked you before we started recording was, did you want to discuss how you're feeling about it? Because I have kind of gotten to the place with COVID where I've just kind of accepted this is like the flu as it exists in our life before covid like i might get the flu but i'm not going to change my entire life to avoid the flu i'm going to go to places i'm going to be around people i didn't even really know about wearing masks that much
0: before then uh, first of all i think it's very important before you say all of that to say we are vaccinated yeah that you you deserve that you deserve that Yeah, we are vaccinated and i think it's also really important to say that we even with you saying that, we do not take unnecessary risks. So, like, you're saying that, but people don't have the full context of how you think about COVID, which is like, oh, I'm still not going to, like, go to a concert or go to a... Like, we're not there yet. I wasn't
1: going to do that anyway I know anyway you weren't, that, but, but yeah. I just
0: am saying for people... Um, like that's where you're coming from with it all your, I think what you're trying to say is like mentally you've made the shift to go no longer. Am I sort of like hold up in my house waiting to like ride this out? I'm accepting that this is now going to be a part of our day to day lives. So what are the decisions that we're going to make to minimize our risk and the risk of, you know, spreading it? Even though, you know, we know that vaccinated people can get it and can't spread it. So how do we minimize that risk? How do we protect other people? How do we protect ourselves while still accepting that we have to live lives? And yeah. what's that level that we're comfortable with? So, you know, that's kind of where your brain is. Yeah, exactly. And I would say my brain is actually getting to a very similar place. I will say this is in theory, not in execution. So like, yeah, I
1: think the difference is um, and just is just to share openly and honestly with you guys, because that's what we try and do. And we're also different in like the rule breaking, the cultural rule breaking is a great example right now if it were up to me just just if it were up to me i would walk through a grocery store without a mask i would eat indoors at a restaurant without a mask i would be i would feel comfortable that like as a society we're all kind of like saying hey if you've had the ability to get vaccinated for the majority of people you're getting vaccinated you know etc i would feel comfortable doing that if it was just me but because we're in a relationship together and i default to you on these situations you feel more comfortable wearing a mask going to a grocery store so like i'm the one who still does the grocery shopping so i wear a mask every time i go it's totally fine we have not eaten indoors at a restaurant except for one time which was out of our control really and we haven't since and we probably still won't so we eat outdoors at restaurants and and those things so i just wanted to bring that up that there is a difference in how we're thinking about it Mm -hmm. but i'm also just i want to share with everybody if maybe you're in a relationship and you're thinking differently about it I've just conceded to, like, let's follow your risk tolerance for it. And then just bringing up some things where it's like, hey, like, this doesn't seem that risky. We're going to be outside or whatever. Like, we're going to go to a pool. Like, it's fine. Like, let's just not, you know, fret about it. And let's just try and enjoy that moment and, like, get back to some sort of, like, normal reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I – the way that I kind of view it is, like, certain things with, like, mask wearing and stuff like that, I'm just, like – does not bother me at all. Right. So it's like why not is the way that I view it. So things like grocery store, things like, you know, I just if I'm going to be near around other people, to me it's like the ac- absolute least right. in- thing that I can do to to prevent like it, you know, at that point it's a statistic anomaly i know ordering at the open air coffee shop in line that we're not going to spread covid to the person next to us standing next to us for 30 seconds i know that but it's the least i can do to just wear a mask so that that statistic anomaly goes down to literally zero you know what i mean so that's just the way i think about it and 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 maybe there's a little bit of it that coming out of this year it's almost like a safety blanket right where like i put on the mask because it just makes me feel like i'm still in that place where i'm protected and and it's a mental game and that's fine um but as far as uh traveling goes it's very interesting so i made a very conscious choice about um so this was about a month ago when we had already booked our trip and like cases were like going way up especially in florida i just made the con i was really recognizing a lot of anxiety i'm like do we cancel like what do we do and you know no,
1: don't cancel our trip to florida <laughs> i
0: haven't seen my family and so no, i just I was don't. like okay I need to actually protect myself from like, what is this knowledge really doing to change my assessment of the risk? And at that point, I'm reading clickbait headlines that I think are actually skewing my, my understanding of the risk. So I gave myself like a strict, like no COVID information diet. If something important happens, I will find out about it through my friends or family. So I have been largely like out of the news, out of whatever I check cases probably once a week just for my own because I have to, Um, you know, and and it is helpful to be like, okay, like the trend line is going a little bit down. So I don't know what that does for my brain, but it's like, oh, great. Like we timed (sighs) it. So we're but to your point, I think to mitigate some of. So that's the tip number one is like, no, you have to have discipline for your own brain of like not checking the news every five seconds. Number two, I'm a little bit like you where what I really don't want for this trip is Overthinking And over Like catastrophizing While I'm there right. Every five seconds Right So I think I need to make choices Now For the trip That will mitigate Like that will Create the circumstances For my risk tolerance level And then When I'm there I need to just like Surrender to the experience And just You know be with my friends and family So for me that means telling my family Strict rule of no eating inside That's just my own personal thing That that doesn't mean that like you're risky if you do that It's just for me that seems like an easy one Because there is an option to eat outside for me, that's, you know, being around vaccinated people. For me, that's not going to places that are large groups. Um, So, like, my friend invited me to yoga and I, they don't wear masks. So, I was like, it's inside and they don't wear masks. Even if I was wearing a mask, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that personally. Yeah. But it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to see you now that you're going to yoga. So, right. it's just the everyone has to make their own choices about it. But deciding all of that while we're here up front allows me to then go into this trip and just be yeah. and just be present in the moment with my family, knowing that I was smart about the decisions I made for me, that I feel comfortable, and then just enjoy the trip. Try to enjoy the trip.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that there's something to be said for when you go on these trips, no matter how long it is, there are going to be unknown things you come up against that you're not going to be able to plan for. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's – some of the easy stuff to do is to, like, tell our families, hey, we're not eating indoors at restaurants. If we want to go to a restaurant, they have to have outdoor seating. That's just a – you know – deal breaker for us we're not going to do it but there are going to be some things that come up where it's like oh like you know hey the family's going to like you know this bar to get a drink at happy hour and we're like oh okay well you know we don't know if they have outdoor seating so like maybe we'll go and see if they have outdoor after- seating or we'll call ahead and see if they have vouchers after- And like, we'll try and solve those problems in the moment, but knowing, you know, hey, also like, just we're gonna take this cautiously. Like, we're not just gonna show up willy nilly and be like, oh, sure. Like now we feel like we've been kind of like guilted into having to do something we don't wanna do and feel mm-hmm. comfortable with. So I think that's also part of it. It's like, you can plan ahead for some of it. And then just in the moment, you can also take time to go, okay, well, what would make me feel safe in this situation? Now, let me try and figure out what that is. For sure. So anyway, uh, you know, I think the the good thing for us that, like, you know, the five-hour flight going across the country, like, we're flying Alaska Airlines. I actually saw, and this is different than our trip that we took to Charlotte, like, they have, like, a mask thing you have to agree to on the app, which they didn't have before. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I consent, I will wear a mask, like, under federal law, like, I could be removed from the plane if I refuse to, like, keep it. And I'm like, yes, please, more of this just in the general, like keep everybody as safe as possible when we're in a container in the sky all breathing the same air. You can say Mm. it's as filtered as you want, but like... Oh, I did want to
0: make a note about that. I'm trying something a little bit different. If you're listening to this podcast, this is such a long promo, but... It's only
1: 18 minutes. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Um, For those of you who have been listening and know that I have pretty bad anxiety, or, you know, it's getting better, but, and have... Um, flight anxiety. I'm kind of trying something a little bit different. Oh, I so, don't even know what this is. This so, is I usually do this. I usually
1: do this to you. You don't usually do this to me.
0: Spring on you. Yeah. I am just trying this time around to not over anticipate the flight. So, um what I've done before is really try to control the variables leading up to the flight. So I'll do flight meditations. I will write myself notes. Are that you going to do the notes? I don't no? think I'm going to do the notes. Wow. I didn't read them that much last time, like yeah. I didn't need them, so I think I'm kind of like weeding myself off them. Um, I do have all of my audio things, like my music and all that, that really helps me, but I'm sort of trying to not think about it. Yeah. And this is a lesson learned from my uh, doing my car anxiety stuff. So exposure therapy, like we just were practicing in the car because I have pretty bad car anxiety, and the more comfortable I got, And the less I like thought about Like I tried it a couple times Where I was like Just get behind the wheel And pretend like you've been driving every day For your whole life You know? listen to music like don't overthink it basically and so i'm kind of going to try that with the plane like i know what the experience is like we've flown enough times i know that if i have uncomfortable feelings that i can get through them and i'm sort of trusting the tools that are in my tool belt and i'm just going to see if that really minimizes like the build-up in the in the anxiousness
1: do i need to hide one of those tequila bottles in my bag just (laughs) as a backup just in case but
0: i i will be having a mimosa before i get on the plane but that's okay well, great.
1: I, I'll be curious to that's see just, how that goes for yeah. you and, and we'll see how it works out. And we are going to be recording the podcast while we're traveling. So you'll be hearing from us in you'll Florida, know. which will be exciting because uh, that's also a good test for us to like pack our little recording kit record on the road for our, if you don't know, we're t- planning to travel starting in January full time going to Europe and then just kind of like gallivanting around for the year. So we want to be recording the podcast while we're there. We want to be recording the podcast the next three weeks while we're, while we're on the road and see how that goes. So we'll keep you clued in on that. You get to follow up on all those things. And this episode just went out a little bit later than normal because we had so much stuff going on this week. Anyway, let's get into the actual topic Uh, Now that we're like a whole podcast episode into the podcast episode.
0: Yes. Okay. So I especially wanted to record this while this is fresh in our minds. Yeah. Because as we were leading up to our WAM Unlimited launch, which we're in the middle of right now, I was looking for resources on a content plan just to like see if there was any, you know, we've done it many, many times by now, but just to see if there was anything new that I could add to our strategy. Yeah. And I didn't find that much content about what do you do? For your pre-launch Like right. what content is strategic Leading up to Launching your offer If you're going to do An open and close launch Of say Either a new offer it Doesn't have to be open and closed, But like If you're launching A new yeah. offer Or if you're opening And closing an existing offer And so I thought I'd walk you through Our pre-launch content plan And how we thought about that and it's really going to be less like offering you a plan and more giving you ideas for yeah. you to integrate into your Hearing own what our
1: plan was, what the decisions were that we made, and then you being able to kind of pluck out some of those things if you're going to be launching anything uh, in the future.
0: Yep. So we're going to start with just general planning stuff. So we first and foremost, you want to choose what your pre-launch window is. So this, yep. of course, starts with planning when your launch is going to be. But for the past two years, we've really tried to just scoot it up like further in in advance so and what's really helped us is doing quarterly planning in notion because now we're looking at ahead three months at a time um if you haven't integrated some type of quarterly planning in your business that was a game changer for us so that you don't feel like you're always just reacting you're kind of planning ahead but anyway so we sit down and we say okay we have a launch coming up these are the dates what do we want to be the t- the pre-launch period? Yeah, Is it two weeks? Is it four weeks? Is it six weeks? Like, what is it? Yeah. And so I do think you want to choose that time frame and you want to choose the actual dates. For us, offering a $2,000 program, it makes sense that you would want more lead-up yeah. content. Um, if you're offering a $200 course, I don't necessarily think six weeks is, ne- is necessary. Um,
1: However, it could be.
0: Yeah, that's not to say don't do that. It's just don't feel like you need to do this big grand six-week lead-up plan. Um, But if you do have a bigger program, just know that the decision-making process is going to be more in-depth for people. So you want to give them that time to really think it through, be like, okay, is this for me? And you want to give them weeks to do that. So we did a six-week, basically a six-week lead-up.
1: Yeah, I want to touch on just the like... Um, the quarterly part of this so thinking about like we really like to think about you know 90 day chunks of things chunks Chunks. and so what we'll do is we'll you know the beginning of the year we'll go okay our fall enrollment is september 13th so if we back 90 days out of that you know what date is that okay great now that gives us you know these months leading up what are we doing in each month and so we're kind of plotting out like all the things we have to do so that we don't get two months ahead of the launch (laughs) And now we're having to like think of all those things because that's when it starts to get super overwhelming is when you back yourself into a launch corner and you go, okay, not only do I have to create the pre-launch content, I have to like plan out how I'm fitting all this into my day. Then I have to get ready to be, like it's just too much. Mm -hmm. And so we've just learned the further out you can plan and like plot things on the calendar, the better chance you have of when you come up against a a busy moment in there, oh, okay, this is fine. Like I already knew I had to do these things. This can get pushed to the side, whatever. But having that, be done ahead of time, further in advance, is so much more relieving and stress-free than going, okay, I have a six-week lead-up period, so I'm going to start doing all my launch stuff at the eight-week mark. It's like, no, 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 you want to start way before that.
0: Yeah, I really, you know, in an ideal world...
1: Seven years ahead.
0: No, (laughs) I really, when you talk about the 90-day windows, the way I like to think about it is like, break that up into three months, right? So the first month is like planning. The second month is like creating yes. and the third month is like executing. Yeah. So you're backing it out from whatever your launch date is, like in an ideal world, Th- you know Three months in advance You're planning everything You're saying Here are all my launch tasks Here's what I need to create Here's Even if you're creating your offer Like here's what's going to be included And then in that second month you That's where you're doing The creation mode Where what are all the things That need to be created for this yep. Is it a new sales page Is it a this Is it a that And then the third month Is really executing It's like scheduling everything You're now executing On the lead up content Right Because that's the month Leading up to So that's in an ideal world Of course Life gets in the way sometimes yeah. But you need to plan for the ideal so that you know it's like we talk about with recording this podcast a lot of times we plan to record on tuesdays (laughs) so that if by the time thursdays roll around if we haven't recorded we can record
1: yeah cool so that is the
0: timing also Planning wise, you want to know ahead of time what your platforms are going to be that you're going to do launch lead up content. Yeah, it's probably going to match up to content channels you're already creating. I wouldn't recommend like starting a new channel, right? You know, like we did with YouTube this time around. Um, well, no,
1: but we YouTube sure, been sure, around sure. for three years. Sure, but we really yeah. kicked it back up. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think the point there is like you're about to do a launch.
0: Don't be like, oh, let me let throw th- a podcast. Let's just get it. on
1: TikTok. now yeah. you know, yeah. it's like no, don't do that to yourself. You're yeah. just going to back yourself in a corner, and you might be thinking like, oh, this is a whole audience I could tap into that i haven't tapped into before it's like we talk about this all the time in lots of different ways but it's like showing up to a party and just yelling like i'm here yeah. look at my stuff and yeah. it's like Wait, what i don't who are you like, yeah well, you're you don't just have enough yelling?
0: time to really deliver value and build like yeah. that trust so and then also really key is literally write down the priority of your channel yes because you might get busy, you might get overwhelmed, you might even get on the edge of burnout and you need to be able to quickly decide what can give, what, what can fall off this list. Like, oh, I was gonna do email and podcast and Instagram. Which one of those, you know now i'm strapped for time which one of those can die off it's like oh i'm not gonna do instagram posts but i'll do instagram stories
1: well it's also really good to know your i think we talked about this last episode it's your hierarchy of these things so it's like for us email is like it's a must do there is a non-negotiable there absolutely emails have to be written they have to go out those are the things that predominantly sell our program you know next on that list is probably the podcast even though this one got like a little bit pushed but it's mostly because we know this is a good connection point. It's not that difficult as far as time goes. And we know a lot of people really like it. So it's okay. Instagram is probably underneath that. And then Instagram kind of breaks down, right? It breaks down from posts to reels yep. to stories. So it's like, okay, well, you know, what are those are most important? You know, what, what has to get done? And then from there for us, it, you know, YouTube you know, falls at the bottom of that. So full transparency, we did seven videos leading up to this launch. They were not all super business focused. They were just us kind of like dabbling in the weeds of things. But this week, we're still in the launch. We didn't publish a video. We didn't We didn't film a video. And we just told ourselves we got too busy. We had too many things going on and something had to give. Well, guess what? We looked at the hierarchy yep. and we said, email, that's already done. We don't have to worry about it. Podcast, we're actually going to have to push that a day, but that'll be okay. Instagram, we're scaling back to just doing posts. Yep. Maybe some recycling of stories, which I think is a good tip to share.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: YouTube, bye. You know, like it yeah. just it doesn't drive enough value for us to invest the time, so it just has to go.
0: Yep, yeah. great. So that's the tip of just planning stuff. So yes. sit down and really decide your time frame, your channels, etc. Now let's dig into each of the sections and tell you how we did this pre-launch. So. Also, we can share this with you. We Have we already exceeded our low goal? Well, yeah, I was launch? just going to say yeah.
1: goals is a great thing to talk about too, oh, okay. especially ahead of time. Do you want to jump to that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we, we have learned this lesson many times over. If you just get into a launch and then you're kind of just watching the numbers, you get on the hedonic treadmill. So it's like, oh, I have 20 buyers in my course. Like, I hope I get to 40. Ooh, I just got to 40. I hope I get to 80. Ooh, I got to 80. I hope I get to 160. And then when the launch ends, let's say you end with 92 buyers but you've had this thought in your mind of like, I hoped I got to 160. It's like, well, but what did you want from the beginning? Like what would have actually been helpful instead of letting your brain like spiral out of control. So before a launch, many weeks before, we sit down and go, what's our low goal? And we define a low goal as not, I hope I achieve this number. It's, I almost can guarantee I'm gonna achieve this number. People have been asking us about this. We have the same numbers that can prove that we're going to get this number over the history. We've gotten this number, like those types of things. So it's usually a very achievable goal, that low low number. Then we have the high goal. So this goal is not like a million people. It's No, it's usually double what our low goal is. And we think we could stretch to get there, but... It's going to be okay if we don't hit it. That is just a real nice to have. But our low goal is like our enough number. This feels really good. Yeah. And I actually heard uh, one of our new Waymers, uh, Varvara, mentioned that she does uh, a low and middle and a high. Mm-hmm. And she kind of uses the middle one as as her like, I'm going to be so happy with that one. The high is like, it's not even a crazy number. It's just like, you know, like if we put it in practical numbers, it'd be like, like
0: you'd be surprised. It'd
1: be 50, 75, 100. Yeah. And so it's like 50. I know I'm, I'm going to get that. Like, I feel really confident. 75, like, yeah, I'm going to be super happy. 100, wow, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And now you're you're training your brain ahead of time that when the launch goes on and you start getting these numbers, you have numbers to compare so that your mind doesn't spiral out of control.
0: Right. And yeah, and do the thing that our mind always does, which is it's never enough.
1: So going back to your question that you asked, we have hit our low goal this launch. Yes,
0: for this launch, we've already hit our low goal. So the only reason I'm telling you that is so that we're not giving you a pre-launch strategy that didn't work.
1: <laughs> and just because we like being transparent, so um, our, I can share our goal numbers, oh, correct? sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. So last launch, our spring launch, our goals were 30 and 60. Yes. Because the launch before that, I think we'd had like 40. And so we're like, okay, we're pretty sure we're going to be able to get 30 all numbers and things of like our email list and everything else looks the same. 30 new members members or 60 new members, low and high goal. So for this launch, we're like, okay, we have some more email subscribers. We have more Waymers who are signing up to be affiliates. We're putting a little bit more effort into that. We saw a good affiliate push during the spring. Let's go for 50 as our low goal because we got 84 last launch. So like we exceeded our expectations. So 50 feels super doable. And then maybe a hundred is our stretch goal. And the 50, 7,500 number is like, that's like perfect for why yes. I said that. It was like, that's kind of us. Like 75 would really kind of be our high goal. Yeah. 100 would be like, wow, that would be amazing. That would
0: be like, we like oh, that's a surprise.
1: Yeah. And so right now we have like five days left of the launch mm-hmm. and we're at 54, um which I think we're tracking pretty closely Very to Very closely to, to the launch. spring launch.
0: However, one of our biggest affiliates isn't joining a big this push, time around. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because I yeah. would have thought without that influence from our spring that the, the numbers would drop drastically, but that's sort of interesting. Which is
1: also why, just a small tip there, like affiliates for us are just gravy on top. They're
0: nice to have. And yeah. we
1: absolutely love our affiliates and we take so much joy in the fact that those folks bring new waivers to us, but...
0: You can't rely on them.
1: You cannot rely on them. And... For
0: your bulk of your revenue is what we're saying.
1: Yeah. And I also wanted to say they're so... They're
0: reliable. <laughs> I realized that's... You can't
1: rely on anybody. It <laughs>
0: sounded like you yeah. can't rely on them. Like, they're not reliable. They are reliable people. Yeah. We, as a business owner, you can't rely on affiliate income as your. Your bread and butter. Can you rely on some of them though? You know what I mean. Okay. No, <laughs>
1: um, what I wanted to say is the way that uh, launches always break down for us in like the history of all the things we've ever launched. Like I think we talked about, we've done like forty launches at this point. Yeah. The jury's out on the number. It's a third in the first like forty-eight hours. Yes. Of this of sales, a third of the sales. So we do a two-week launch. So first forty-eight hours, a third of the sales. Last forty-eight hours usually last twenty-four last hours. Last
0: twenty-four. A third, third of, of the, the sales, sales, and then everything middle, in between.
1: Is a third of the sales yes. so if the numbers just play out like they are we basically had like 20 something after the first 48 hours we're at 54 just the way that history has dictated we will probably get to 75 just based on where we are uh, we'll follow up we can let you know that but that's basically what we saw in the spring and in previous launches so that's also a good planning thing ahead of time too is if you're going to do let's say a two-week enrollment period like us again set your mental expectations the middle is quiet the middle slows down yesterday we had zero sales not yeah. a single one woke up this morning to five yeah and it's just you know like we almost joked we're like come on couldn't one of you just bought come yesterday it was like
0: one of them came through at 2 a.m like can we just do i, I change the timestamp? Time
1: but it's just this it's like that doesn't matter right like it you just it. know the middle part is going to be quieter so whatever that is for you just to set your expectations all
0: right you got on a real launch tear we're in we're in a pre-launch Dang podcast. It. yeah you just were excited delete the whole thing you just love a transparent delete moment. the whole thing. So anyway, that just Do you tells guys you love that... my
1: transparent moments? He Let loves me know. the
0: transparent moments. Um, so let's get into what we did to pre-launch so that all of these...
1: So be helpful.
0: Let's be helpful. Okay. Don't... All of these people who were ready to... Yes. And they knew Wayman Limited would be the right choice for them. How did they know that? So starting with email, which as Jason mentioned, this is the most important content channel for us because th- that's where people click from. That's where people get to the sales page. They're engaged there because we deliver value. Now, some points of the year... Our email format is less, I would say, business focused and value focused and more behind the scenes. Let's zoom the lens out on just building.
1: our kind of like overall email strategy.
0: We send emails every Monday. Yes. We do different series throughout the year. Yes. So you typically
1: like four, four to, to eight, eight weeks. weeks. Yep.
0: Um, but but and then we take a break. So we took a two Two, two month, and a
1: half month break this summer For the summer yep.
0: But we told people we were doing that And then we kind of came back with this series This yep. pre-launch series Now that The break the, So the break was intentional But it kind of ended up being like Very interesting Because I feel like by pulling back And kind of A giving people the summer off Which tends to be slower anyway yeah. But I think people were then re- That much more excited To come back with a series you gotta, they were make like, oh, the people,
1: you gotta make the people watch it you, you know <laughs>
0: um, And then okay so then now let's talk about how do you come up with this series that you want to do i do, i would recommend doing some type of intentional series before your launch happens yep. and so what i would recommend is again pick your dates you could do four week you could do six week if you have a weekly newsletter but you really want to make it value-packed so for us no longer was it like hanging with the zooks where here's what we're up yeah, to and yeah. it's very off the cuff this is like hey, this is basically a mini email course is what it is. And so we were brainstorming ideas. And if you're thinking about your thing, take a look at your offer and the topic and the problem that your offer solves and kind of back it up and ask yourself what's a related problem or a smaller problem that can give people a win. Yeah. So for us um, we came up, came up with this idea of grow it gradually. So we know that as much as people are not focused on money we know that money brings freedom and we were realizing that we were kind of getting th- this problem so to speak of okay I know you all can help me so much in my business but different things will help more at different places in the journey. So one of the most beautiful things about Wayne is that we have people who are literally just starting out in a business. We have people who are $10,000 in monthly recurring revenue and they're trying to grow it more. So we thought to ourselves, how do we give people advice at those very different places in the journey? And so that's where the idea of Grow It Gradually came up with. And... It was very tactical. So we we just did three tips per email, but it was then showing them also the overlying message is you don't have to do all of this right now, right? So it's very like underpinned in what makes us different as a business coaching community, which is slow and sustainable growth. So I hope that helps give you some ideas. Identify a smaller problem or a a, a related problem to what your um, actually core offer does make it super tactical, yep. lead with tremendous value, and then ask yourself, is there something that makes me different compared to like other similar offers out there? Is there a way I can tie that together in the messaging of the um, email course? I would topic? also
1: love to give uh, another tip on creating an email series. Great. So let's say you have an online course yeah. and your course has 10 lessons. You're selling a course on how to use Squarespace, how to customize Squarespace. <laughs> you have 10 lessons on customizing Squarespace. Yes you could literally take six of your lessons, five of your lessons, four of your lessons, and make them weekly emails as a series. And you may think to yourself, well, I'm just giving away half of my content. Why would someone then buy my course?
0: First of all, you're not gonna be able to put all of your course lesson content Absolutely in an not. email. I will tell you that right now. Absolutely not. But take one thing from take, each of those. Yeah,
1: and I want I want you to test the assumption that someone's not going to buy because you gave them half the content of your course. Because here's the thing from our experience, we've given away 70, 80, 90% of what's in a course, people have still bought. I have, for sure. My sponsorship course, I gave away almost all of the info Yeah, ahead of I time. wouldn't
0: say 90%. Don't do that. Well, um,
1: not 90%. But I'm saying like
0: Well, that's what you said.
1: I'm saying you could. I have. Sure and you it's could. Worked.
0: Test the rules. But Rule my breaker. original,
1: you're trying you're backing me into a corner here. My original
0: to a corner. <laughs> you have a
1: 10 lesson course, give away five of the lessons of the course leading up to the launch.
0: Absolutely, but if we're just doing some quick math here, that's fifty percent of the yeah, course. Yeah, but not you're 90. the one who added
1: other percents on. You were like, and then you have this percent, and he you said- have this percent. Uh, Anyway, Let the record
0: show, listener. Go back, record your, rewind your podcast. Did he not say 80, 70, 80, 90 percent? Do not give away 90 percent of your course. I was just saying,
1: those are good grades to get in school. Those are great grades.
0: However, I do think you're absolutely right. Challenge the assumption that you cannot share the information inside of your course. um, Because the way that I like to think about it is... The benefit that your course is offering someone, or your offer, is the the process start to finish. It's like the holding of the hand. So you're plucking out these nuggets, but maybe in the email course format, they're just all they are are just nuggets. They're just like, hey, did you know about this? The course is really the the thing that's going to guide someone into action. So you know, don't think that you can't if it's inside the course, I can't um, you know share it for free. Do not give away ninety percent of your course. Jason just got carried away with himself. (laughs)
1: <laughs> really want to, really to hit that point really want to hit that point i'm it. gonna scratch your knees so hard i brought it back so weird. yeah
0: so that's email okay um and people loved that uh yeah that we, got, we got we got really great great feedback, feedback
1: on that someone actually wrote into us and said i've been paying a business coach for like a year i got more value from you know this free email series than i have from my business coach and like i'm not even trying to say my business coach is bad just like you guys jam packed this with so much value yeah
0: i mean and, and it becomes easier to do the more experience you have on your belt yeah. right which is why we always tell you cultivate your skills like do the thing that you're t- coaching people to do or telling people to do or teaching people to do don't let that get rusty and you'll have you know endless amounts of content um also it was so helpful that people requested for us to turn it into a teacher course which you also get inside of wayman limited oh yeah i, <laughs> I, I turned fun. our
1: emails into the grow gradually series into a course and just slapped it in teachery and all of our waymers get access to it so they can go back to it easily and it's in their dashboard
0: yep Cool So then moving on to Social media content Instagram Instagram We yeah. always say this But Instagram Um. So interesting here Is we also went Completely dark Literally after our last launch We just It was a lot of things It was my eyes If you were a part of that saga You remember I was really f- not feeling well
1: It was my boots If you were a part of that saga <laughs>
0: <laughs> It was the summer um, So we went dark On social media um, And just took that time off And guess what Our business did not fall apart I would yeah. like to reiterate this Our business did not fall apart
1: But we did not come back to Instagram and say our enrollment is open buy from us
0: exactly this is the difference this when is the you difference. go dark you go so many people go dark and then they go oh well I'm I have a launch coming up so then let me post about it the day before yep. or the week before Yep.
1: no no we like th- I think the bullshit radar for people on Instagram and any other social media platform we all get it now we understand that someone's going to be selling me something at some point but the difference between someone who goes oh, I just took a break from Instagram for three months and now I'm back and I'm selling you something as opposed to I took a break for three months. Now I'm gonna give you a bunch of helpful content for six weeks. Then I'm gonna sell you something. They feel very different. Now, there are so many of you who listen to this who have kids, you have a full-time job and you're trying to build your side business. We understand you don't have all the time in the world. Totally. But I think the point that I wanna make is know how much time you have know that you need to maybe plan way further in advance than you might think, that's gonna help you have that lead up content is instead of launching in three months, maybe you need to launch in six months because you need more time to do all the pre-marketing content. Yeah,
0: that's also not to say if you are in that boat and you know that you just live a different life and you have been so short on time and you're already feeling guilty, like you haven't been on social media and you're about to post this thing, just talk talk about your new program and you you are feel guilty because you didn't do any lead up content. I still want to tell you post that, yeah, because I want you to give yourself the chance to have people know about it. I would so much rather you do that. I We are just saying, if you do not get sales from that, do not be surprised, yeah. or if people are not responding, this is why.
1: Also look to your previous patterns. Are you the type of person who launches something and you fall into the trap of, oh, I do it like the week before? And then what happens? you don't meet your goals in your launches. And so it's like, well, you gotta change something, right? Like you got it, something has to be different yeah. the next time around that you do this. So yes, please post things if you're just about to launch now and you haven't done pre-market content and you're just like, I just need to like try and sell something so I can feel comfortable. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But next time around, let's go for some pre launch content. Absolutely. Maybe that's why you're listening to this. So, what we actually did was we went dark, and then what I said was, let's ramp up content. So, Get what I ramp. didn't do was go from not posting to posting every day. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to be easier on myself. I was going from not integrating social media content into my daily, you know, con- or like my weekly schedule. I knew that I was going to run out of ideas pretty quick or run out of time pretty quick. So what I did was we came back I think in, in August. So this was yeah. 7 weeks actually leading up to the launch. It just felt good to come yeah, back sure. at the beginning of the month. And I said, "My I'm going to set a goal for the first month just post three times a week. So just get back on the horse kind of so to speak." And that was a really pivotal move because A it kind of got people like excited again where they're, like, "Oh, you're back in my feed." And yeah. then and then also it Made sure that I would be consistent Because I didn't set my goal so High which was posting every day And then I was just going to like burn out yep. So I knew okay well three times A week for four weeks that's 12 posts I can I can come up with 12 posts So we did that And then what I did was the two The three weeks leading up to the actual launch I went from three posts a week to every Day Yeah. and then so Now you're ramping up now people are getting used To seeing you in their feed every single day You're leading with value um and that was really crucial so that cadence really worked for us yep and and also stories worked even better this time around than last launch um and i think
1: this is just a pattern that we're seeing with instagram is like they're really reducing the effectiveness of, of the and feed. reach of posts yeah. in the feed and they're really pushing people to use reels they're really pushing people to use stories and you as a person who uses these platforms for free you have to adapt as they change. Right. And I think that's a huge thing to to know is that the strategy that you used a year ago on Instagram probably has to be tweaked this time around. And so for us, like we have to pay attention to those things. We have to acknowledge like Instagram, for some reason, really wants people to use polls right now. The more you use polls and stories, they're going to show those well, stories. Any
0: of the stickers. Yeah. So that was actually a tip. Um, so let's talk about let's say you're three weeks out from your launch. My strategy in stories, specifically three weeks out from the launch, four weeks out, let's say four to three weeks let's out,
1: ninety percent,
0: is to is to just really start being strategic about trying to get the visibility of your stories up. And the way that you get the visibility of your stories up, because as you know, Instagram is not going to show your stories to every person who follows you. You want to tell their algorithm, hey, people are engaging with my content, people are engaging with my stories, people like this, so that by the time you do g- show up in your stories with like, hey, the cart is open for my thing, you're reaching the most people you possibly can of your following. So three to four weeks out, what I'm doing is trying to to post story content that is engaging, that people will engage with stickers in the Story so things like one that worked really well for us it's our most viewed story literally to date is I did a this or that and pro tip this is also a really great way to learn stuff about your audience so what I did was I literally went on Canva and found like a this or that template yeah, and, Canva. I, and I said like and then I just did, I think I did five or six, but it was like, are you this or are you that? And it was like, are you a client service business or are you a product service business? Um, do you struggle more with time management? Do you struggle more with this? And just a this or that. So people can say like, okay, which one do I fall into? And then of course, a couple funny ones. Like, are you a yeah. toilet paper over, toilet paper under? Don't do the toilet paper under.
1: Yeah. I just thought it would be fun. Can you pull up the archive of that to yeah. read through some of the numbers? Sure. I know that's like. doesn't really matter but I'm I'm a sucker for like I see those things and I'm like well I want like what's the recap like what are the results like I'd be so curious to know like what some of those things are um so I just thought maybe we'd share that with you dear listener and then also I get to hear how many people put the toilet paper roll on incorrectly on those things nobody
0: that was actually really really
1: really Ooh, well, some people, but well, see that's what or I'm saying.
0: or the occasional person who was like, "I meant to click this, but I clicked this," which I thought was funny. <laughs> okay, so this this is what we did for this or that. Feel free to completely rip this off. I do not care. Um, are you a morning person or a night owl? Forty nine fifty one.
1: Wow, close. close. More night owls. Uh,
0: more night owls. There you go. Um, we're oops. both morning people. Are you? That's um, a joke. We're not. We're not. I have a full time nine to five job versus I'm self employed. So 61% said they um, have a business. So then 39% are like 9 to 5 trying, probably trying to they yeah. want to have a business. Um, and then I said, if you do own your own business, my business primarily offers client services. My business primarily sells digital products. 70%, 76% clients. of people clients clients. Yeah. So that's really good for us to know. Because sometimes we assume that everyone, I mean, it's, usually it's clients who want to start doing right. products. but. Uh, do you struggle more with too many ideas, not enough focus, or not enough ideas, I struggle to feel inspired? 80% of people, too many ideas, not enough focus. There you go. That's a core benefit that our program provides, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you prefer sweet things or savory things? Mm. Uh, key emoji sticker choices in the ice cream with eyes and a face versus the french fries with yeah. eyes and a face. 53% said We're sweets. sweeties.
1: We got sweeties? Yeah those yeah. are my Where cinnamon Where are my rollers. savories at Those are my cinnamon rollers um,
0: And then finally Which are you more interested in Growing your email list Or getting more sales 74% said getting more sales Ooh, and then also Which type of post do you prefer Funny reels Or carousel Carousel posts packed with info 59% said uh, carousels Interesting So that's cool Cool And then a funny one So anyway yeah that And then I did like a little Thanks for Oh play. what was the toilet paper Oh, the toilet so paper have, like, a was clear, uh, winner. 87% over. Yeah,
1: 13% of people are wrong. So yeah. that's interesting. But just to
0: give you numbers, like 400 and f- so... F- can you do quick math for me? Sure. 450 plus 70.
1: 520.
0: 520 people answered that poll.
1: Answered the poll, yeah. That is for... And does this show you how uh, many people saw it? This is all relative,
0: it? of course. Um, does it tell you how many people saw it?
1: I mean, that's that's almost 10% of our 800 followers. 800
0: peep- accounts reached.
1: Yeah, that's all. That that's more than ten percent of people saw it. Yeah. But that's almost ten percent of people interacted with it, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, that just goes to show you what we're talking about here. Again, for your pre-launch marketing content on a platform like Instagram or whatever social platform you use, lean into the interaction, interaction yep. the interaction tools they are providing, yep. and stop resisting some of those things if you want to get a benefit from these platforms. Yep.
0: Other things you can do. Use the question sticker. Yeah. Um, other things you can do. Uh, encourage people to DM exactly. you. So just like really encourage the interaction. That's your three to four weeks out. Yeah. As you get closer, two weeks, some of the things that I did um, a couple days before the launch, use that countdown timer yep. thing because you just want to remind people people are busy. You want to remind them you want to get excited. Um, And then I did create pre-planned, pre-designed slides for launch day. So think of your launch day stories as almost like a um, sales page in action of how would you write a sales page? Well, you would want to really hit home the benefit of your offer. You would really want to talk about the pain points that it solves for people and put that into like, you know, six or seven slide form. I also had some slides of what was included inside Wayman Limited and then I create all of that as a highlight. Yeah. So it's our first highlight so that throughout the launch I can share that says, hey, if you really want to know what's inside of Wayman Limited, go to this highlight.
1: Yep. Yeah. So just
0: think like, I don't know I think of Instagram in this launch period think of it almost like a different format for a sales page absolutely where are you sending people to find more info you know
1: yeah and I think a couple things I want to touch on number one like our account is under 10,000 followers so we don't have the like fancy sticker click thing I think so it's just link and bio like that's all we tell people to do like it's you know it's not a big deal you know
0: they're doing those link stickers now and actually
1: yeah we don't have access to it we just have the IGTV one I checked. You checked. Yeah. So, I must have that, been on just like, that's one of the things, account. like, people will find that it's like a limiting thing. Like, oh, I don't have the swipe up. Like, it's, no one's going to click through on Instagram. It's like, we don't either. We just give a link in our bio or we just tell people the URL and then yeah. they'll go and they'll figure it out. Yeah. So, I just think that's like a, don't let that be a limiting factor for, for posting your stuff. Um, I think the other thing is, Understand your own energy levels mm-hmm. throughout the launch, and this goes back to the hierarchy. So, like, you got a little overwhelmed with mm-hmm. the, and it's not even like it, we're not getting so many DMs that you can't answer them. It's just it's a lot. Like, it is, it,
0: yeah. So that was one of my my pro tips was like definitely utilize question stickers to say, "Hey, are you wondering if this is right for you? Please put, you know, DM me or whatever." Yeah, that worked too well. Yeah. I got too many people, which was great.
1: But quantify that, like, how many is that? I mean. 20?
0: Yeah, that's like twenty people, yeah. but 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 if you're really trying to be provide value, Helpful, yeah. look at their business, say see if they're right for Wame. You know, that's a lot. So, you know, I would have had more social like story content planned, but because that almost like worked too well at the beginning, I was like, I need to pull back. Yeah. Um. But these are all just ideas and things that you can have on your calendar, and you can decide if you want to post it. I I would recommend. So this is actually what made the spring launch feel so much smoother like social media wise is having, you know, I would say four or five little like groups of story slides that you pre-planned. Yep. You have it ready. Yep. Um and I, and I they should coincide with things that are happening inside your launch. So Okay, When I on launch day, I'm going to say the cart's open. I'm going to yep. give the problem and benefit. Okay, then I know, you know, sales obviously are going to come in at the top end. Things are going to dip a little bit three or four days after that. Yep. Maybe I can highlight some testimonials or maybe I can talk about the actual features inside of. Yeah,
1: or like if we're giving a sneak peek of like our roadmap, we can like yep. share that bit. Point to that. Yeah. that.
0: yeah, create your story content that supports also your email strategy, yeah. right? Yeah, Um. So those are some ideas.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the thing for us to continue to touch on when it comes to something like Instagram is, there's always more opportunity there, but it's not necessary. If you're meeting your goals, you don't have to do those things. Yeah. And so we've really pulled back on Instagram, and it's okay. You know, we've already hit our low goal, so why why push ourselves beyond? And and have a stressed out launch where we're trying to do all these things, especially knowing that we're about to hop on a plane, especially because we had a coaching call this week. Especially, uh, are just... we
0: about to hop on a plane? I didn't even re- remember that. Oh my god, ah! I forgot.
1: But I just I just think it's so important to understand your own capacity and your ability to say, oh, I don't have to keep posting on Instagram just because I made this plan. I met my goal and I just don't feel like doing it anymore and that's okay. Yeah. And you don't have to follow the advice of like some other people who might tell you, like, you gotta finish this out so like you can hit your goals and you can chase your dreams, you can do all these things like yeah, but if you're already hitting your goals, like you can be done. like You don't have to keep <laughs> yeah. going.
0: Yeah, and then so moving on to for the podcast, this is actually something that pe- a lot of people don't do with their podcast. They do all this work to have a podcast. Do a podcast? No, 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 <laughs> they do a podcast. But then you guys, you all know listening to this that we do the pre-roll ads during yeah. the launch and, and like two or three weeks leading up to the launch. And I think people are so afraid to be like salesy. Yeah. But y- if you're a listener, you know that we try to make our ads not and i use ads and quotes yeah, but it's like just it's just space. a shout out yeah, it's just exactly. literally saying like hey we have this thing and so many people are afraid to do that but it's like do it in a way that's fun yeah. do it in a way that is exciting you put all this work into a podcast but then if you never talk about your offers like yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice i feel like and
1: as a podcaster people listen to your podcast for you so just be you in those moments like just be honest be real be acknowledge like hey guys I'm so uncomfortable doing this right yeah. now. But like I have a thing that's opening up and I'm so excited to tell you about it. And I'm so excited for you to find out about it. And what I don't want to do is shortchange myself. So you understand this is the shortchange podcast where we talk about all the ways you can use your change to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> and this is what we're going to talk about is, you know, my new Bitcoin course that I'm launching.
0: Yeah, very good tie-in. Thank and you. Way to do that off the cuff. Oh, uh, it's no Shortchange deal. Is, is a cute name. Thank you. Uh, and then finally, we did do some video lead up uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) just your just your literal brain just saying coming to a
0: screeching halt
1: well we did some uh youtube
0: (laughs) Uh, help me out okay so we
1: we wanted to commit to doing youtube for seven weeks leading up to the launch but we also knew we didn't just want to make a business video every single week because we just don't care to be t- totally honest with you like we just don't we're, we're writing such helpful emails we're doing helpful podcast episodes sometimes you know we're being on Instagram and being helpful like YouTube it takes so much time and effort we're just almost at that point we're just drained talking about business stuff yeah so we so, wanted to pepper in the personality we wanted exactly. to pepper in the connection to us the, like seeing how we live
0: that's a channel where we're not doing it for the outcome we're doing it for the process yeah and so we just know that going into it but I did want to say that if you are someone who operates in a very visual medium yeah you're an artist you're a designer um whatever skill set that you have it's very visual i would think about doing a video strategy and then connecting it to your newsletter strategy so i was telling jason that um jamie from spruce road if Um, She's a designer and I am on her email list and I just saw she came out with a new course and I liked that she did this video series strategy leading up to I think it was a typography based design course like creating a brand based all around typography and so she had this like typography video series and so she did I want to say maybe one video a week leading up. And then right before the launch, I think she maybe had a cadence that was like a little bit more frequent. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was really smart because it's she operates in a visual space. She's targeting designers. Yeah. Um. And so if that is you... And then all you have to do is say, okay, here, like take what you would do in that email course format, do a video so you can post it on YouTube or where, or even you could think about doing like an IGTV or a more social based video thing. Um, and then in your newsletter, pull out a couple of tidbits, lead people to that video and you know, yes, like, are you, are you going to run the risk of like, okay, how many people are going to click through to a video? Right. A smaller percentage than would l- read the email right in their inbox. But you know that the people that do click through are going to be interested. super interested.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think for us, like our entire strategy with the lead up content for YouTube was we know that YouTube, even for us, it's a connection point to other human beings. So if someone clicks through to Wandering Aimfully, whether it's from our email list or from uh, Instagram or a friend tells them about it they're probably going to go to our YouTube channel and be like okay who are these people and watch a video and go okay they say they're unboring business coaches like does this you know ring true through their video content you watch one of those past seven videos yes it does right. hopefully uh and and I think that that has been helpful and we've also seen the numbers so we do a post purchase survey after people buy and we know that Ten percent of people are coming from YouTube. That's the lot That's like the last thing they thought of, or you know, found us through was YouTube. Um, and I think it's like six percent or seven percent is Instagram. And so we just know that people go to these platforms, but it's also not the majority. You know, I think podcasting. The, our podcast is actually higher than both of those, which is kind of amazing because it's a very difficult medium to tell someone to go do something. If someone, you're you're listening to this right now, doing something that is not probably sitting at your computer, holding your credit card, getting ready to buy things. Right. You're very much like gardening cooking taking care of your kids driving somewhere on a walk you know exercising whatever it is you do when you you podcast listen and that is just interesting for us to know as we move forward of okay again like it's great to do instagram it's great to do youtube but like we got to do the podcast because this is the thing that people still listen to it's people are still captivated by so understanding your own metrics and knowing where people are coming from it's just helpful for you to make decisions again in that hierarchy of what's most important leading up
0: so, my friends, that is how we think about pre-launch. So, just to... Re- well, we don't...
1: You just don't think about it. You we know? don't think about it. Yeah.
0: How to recap. Definitely try to plan at least a couple of months out from whenever you know your launch is. Yep. Carve out an hour. Sit down on the calendar. Write down what channels you want to create for your launch lead up. Yep. Give... Assign each one a hierarchy. Yep. Come up with the series, the idea containers for what you want that content to be around. Make sure that it relates to your offer. Ask yourself who is your ideal buyer for your offer and what are some problems that they have that you can deliver value around really to just, uh, you know, show up for those people and then they say to themselves, you know, I'd really like to continue learning from this person yep. and um, that's how you plan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, it's a good exercise in hearing all of our strategies that we use and then understanding, okay, I'm not gonna do half of what they just did. I don't have the capacity. I'm gonna focus on email, I'm gonna focus on my podcast. I'm gonna focus on email and I'm gonna focus on Instagram that's good enough. Yep. And so again, setting your goals, knowing your audience, knowing your product. And if it's the first thing that you're selling, you just have to do your best guess so that you can gather some data moving forward yes. and understand the first time you launch something is not the last time you're gonna launch something. You have to learn by doing. And the first time we launched Wandering you know, we had 15 people buy in the enrollment period. And now the last time we launched, we had 84. And this time around, we'll probably have somewhere around that same 80 number 75 number it's going to be fantastic, and we're so happy that it just feels as stress-free as it possibly can. Like, there's still stress. No matter how many times you do this, you're still going to get stressed out, but we feel so much more in control of our business, and it's because we plan, we do the pre-marketing, we do the lead-up content, we invest in getting people ready to buy, and then we're there for them throughout the whole process as well. So hopefully, yeah, that's really helpful. You mm-hmm. want to get to some movies? I do. All right. Let's get to some classic movie night movies. This was a as the kids say, a banger of a weekend. A
0: banger of a weekend. We yeah. love when we get to that. We're just like, oh, great, great pairing.
1: This is a double G weekend. Double in the, G. In the classic movies. That's right. They're not classic at all. At all. They're both uh within in the, past the last decade.
0: Decade. Yeah. yeah. We had The Green Lantern.
1: And, or is it just Green Lantern, I don't I think know. It's just Green Lantern.
0: And The Guest.
1: Okay. So you probably have not heard of The Guest, so we're gonna save that as a second movie. Great. Green Lantern.
0: Ryan Reynolds. Blake Lively. Uh,
1: Blake Lively. F-
0: fully forgot that it was, they were the couple in the Taika, Taika Waititi. And Taika Waititi. Forgot Taika was what in a, it. What Mark a cast. Mark Strong.
1: Uh, what a cast. Plays the the Green Lantern guy. Uh, Mark Strong, he's in the, um. what are those movies called? Kingsman. The Kingsman movies. Uh he's just he's he's just such a like interesting looking person than sounding person. But anyway, uh Green Lantern, this is the movie that Ryan Reynolds always just like completely shits on when he talks about this movie. He's <laughs> like that was terrible. Uh it's like him in a CGI green suit the entire movie. So we went back and watched it and just like enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, Do you fully wanna- enjoyable. Okay. These are my notes. We've now
1: started taking notes. Started taking notes because we
0: absolutely forget. Because this is where Jason goes fully enjoyable. And I look back at our notes and I'm like, okay, what we wrote is (laughs) this is what I wrote. Not as bad as people make it out to be. Yes. A little cheesy. Yeah, could have been way funnier. Could
1: have been a lot funnier. Effects
0: yeah. were bad in some places,
1: <laughs> which makes it enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So I want to say I think the big miss in this movie is the writing because it could have been so so much funnier. Now I will say this is like before Marvel had its like huge it Marvel uptick. Yeah. And I really think Marvel paved the way of like what superhero movies can be in terms of comedy. Yeah. P- sprinkling comedy in. Like, I remember what... I think it was maybe the first Avengers movie where we went and saw it and I was like, oh shit, that was really funny. Yeah. Um Or like Guardians of the Galaxy or things like that. Um So, Ryan Reynolds couldn't really shine. Yeah. You know? I mean, he
1: shined as himself. Yeah. He was lovely. Yeah,
0: he was lovely. But... But I yeah. feel like his personality... And I told Jason that almost the cheesiness of the overall vibe of the movie, I think what people pick up on as being like a... A miss in this movie is that Ryan Reynolds is so good at making dialogue seem kind of natural and existing in a very charismatic, natural way inside of a movie. Everything is cheesy and like um like sort of glossy yeah. and comic booky around yeah. him. And then he's just sort of like this like natural, like, oh, I just showed up. And so I think what's happening is that contrast is making you feel like something is off. Yeah. It's almost like highlighting the like, fakeness of the world around him because he is so natural. This is my, like, yeah. my movie critic...
1: Sure, sure. Uh, ...approach to yeah. this movie. I mean, that's what we're here for. And to... I think
0: that's what happened. It's yeah. like, if you had had an actor who was more playing up in the, like, fake comic bookie over over-the-top... Vibe, Maybe it would have been more successful, but you would never want to do that because it's Ryan Reynolds.
1: I would almost imagine the director on set for this movie, they were filming some stuff and, like, Taika Waititi was joking with Ryan Reynolds and it was really funny. And he was like, hey, knock it off. This is a serious superhero movie. Yeah. Like, that's what was going on. Yeah. And, and you can, like, feel that throughout the movie. The whereas... You get into the Marvel universe, and this is where you see the difference between Marvel and DC. Right, like DC does such we a are horrible serious? job. We this is this hey, is a comic hey, book movie. Hey, 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 hey. 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 Hey, hey,
0: This is a comic book movie.
1: Batman does not make jokes. He gets <laughs> for, the bad guy. Except for
0: these days now, they're like, hey, hey, we we're oh, funny. Hey,
1: oh, we look at us! we funny. Uh, oh, Batman <laughs> farted.
0: Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, great. Like you DC guys, fans are like, okay, uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, that's all to say, DC movies, They're still living in that Green Lantern phase of sure, comedy. Sure, sure. You know, farts. Uh, Marvel's funny. This movie, it just could have, it could have been so great.
0: You know, it makes me really happy. And also, I think it's like kind of an inspiring story of not giving up I think about how much people shat shat sure (laughs) sure I think about how much people shat on this movie when it came out to think that Ryan Reynolds then a couple of years later fought to get Deadpool made yeah and literally the past couple of years has just been on fire and like had a complete resurgence in his career and obviously is now a very successful business person like I just think it's amazing because you could he could have taken that L and been like, I'll never try a superhero movie again. But yeah. the fact that he knew that he had it in him and was just like, okay, these circumstances did not line up. Yeah. And I did not have aligned with the same vision as the director. Anyway, I think there's a story there about perseverance, trusting yourself, not being afraid to have people see you fail. More more than one time. Just like get back up and try again.
1: I bet Ryan Reynolds eats a box of crackers in the grocery store like like you, I would. You would like
0: to think that. I bet he does. Maybe he's a rule follower. All right.
1: What's our rotten potatoes? Then we'll move on to the guests.
0: My potatoes were six point five. Yeah. And your potatoes were seven. Yeah. Still. still it's holds just up. because still
1: holds up cheesy. Yeah. In- entertaining but enjoyable. but
0: enjoyable. More than a five.
1: It's also just a fun movie to go back and watch and be like, oh, that happened in this movie? Like, I just forgot that whole storyline. Right. All right, let's get into The Guest. The Guest. So do you remember when I brought this movie to you many years ago? Uh, yeah. In our relationship, I'm the one who always finds very obscure movies. I yes. used to do this 24-hour movie marathon. Right yes. when we started dating was like the last year that I did it. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> and I would, your dreams. I would find 14 movies some of which people had seen, some of which people had not. And we would watch them back to back for 24 hours. It was great. I did it for yeah. like 12 years. And I just loved, like, it was my passion to find these movies that no one would ever have heard of or watched. Yes. But they were just like, again, as the kids say, just a banger. Like, yeah. just like, that was a great movie. Yeah. The Guest is one of those movies. Yeah. This movie, Dan Stevens is the lead actor. You may know him from Tudors. Is that what he was in? No,
0: what Downton was in? Abbey. Downton
1: Abbey. The same show. It's the exact uh, same bro. show. All right, fine. One person goes downtown. <laughs> one person's centuries? teaching teaching some knowledge to children. I <laughs> okay. get it. Um, anyway, Dan, Yeah, you just got it. Yeah, you got to keep up. <laughs> one Come person's on, babe. going downtown. Come on, babe. The other one is teaching. <laughs> Come on, babe. Keep up. Dan Stevens does such a great job in this movie. So the premise of this movie. Okay. okay. Go, you go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) No, you go (laughs) ahead. Okay. The premise of this movie, spoiler alert, uh, Dan is a soldier. He comes to this family's home. The family is the parents and siblings of his friend who died in combat. Mm -hmm. And he is just coming to tell them, like, hey, your son wanted me to tell you that he loved you and, like... He just just and like doesn't like, have anywhere I'm to go. I'm trying to get
0: back on my feet, and yeah. then the family. But he's not
1: inv- asking them for no, no, anything. No, no, yeah. The
0: family invites him into yeah. their home. He is the guest.
1: He is the guest.
0: And 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 uh, ensue. And
1: hijinks And ensue. And
0: okay, well, here's what I wrote down for this movie. Okay. I don't even know. How, I oh, okay. So what I,
1: can I also can I give a little bit more preface?
0: Absolutely, so I would love for you to.
1: This movie falls in the category of horror comedy. Is kind of where it like lives. Like yes. if you're just to describe it. But it's like less horror than you might think. It it's, more, not, it's
0: not that no, there were some very violent bits, but they were not violent, like violent, But not
1: horror. Not like jump like oh, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Like it's not scary. It's not scary. It's, it's tense.
0: Tense. Yeah. It's yeah. Tense. Okay, okay, okay. I just
1: want to set the stage and and a lot of the influence, like even the title credits, the like the font of the movie is the same font that John Carpenter used. He's like a famous horror director in some of his movies. Mm-hmm. So it's just like there's an, homage there's an homage to a lot of different those films. I
0: wrote I don't know how to describe this movie—it's <laughs> over the top, but not. Yeah. Funny, but thriller. Silly, but serious. Yeah. Okay, it does not exist in a genre like.
1: It's yeah. very difficult you to try, genreize like you,
0: because you would say thriller, but then you're like, okay, and then you're like comedy, but it's not. Yeah. And then you're like horror. There's some moments that are very like action violent like yeah. that type of thing yeah there's moments that are intensely dramatic there are moments that are the timing and the absurdity is hysterically dark dark comedy yeah. Um, I remember my re, okay. So we watched the first time we watched this. I think I
1: can can tell you what you're going to say or like
0: my memory of this movie was that it was so much more like campy and over the top. And then we watched it and I was like, Oh, it's not over. It's not though.
1: But I think this is, it's a perfect example of like when the Avengers came out it was so much funnier than any other movie like it had been. I bet if we go b- back and watch The Avengers now, it pales in comparison to the amount of jokes per minute of like a current right. Marvel movie, right? Right, right. Like, it's still funny, but it's not as funny as we thought. So you're thought.
0: thinking the original time we saw it, it felt so over the top because, because we were Because we like,
1: hadn't seen anything like it. Right. Like, we, there's... there's been dark humor movies like it uh-huh. but not as many and we hadn't watched as many so uh, it's not like a hysterical laugh out loud the entire time mm-hmm. but it's definitely like it cuts through humor in weird places where you don't normally see in movies yep
0: content so, warnings violence yeah there is a scene uh, trigger warning for the um homophobic f-slur yeah i will say yeah it is in a context of the movie where yeah it, anyway, I just yeah, wanted to warn yeah, we, for that. Yeah,
1: we we tend to try and remember those things so we can tell you those. So if you're gonna go watch it, you can be prepared. And and you know if you're gonna if you don't like those things, you can just skip the movie entirely. Anyway, what's our rotten potatoes for the guest?
0: Um, our rotten potatoes. I said nine point five. Yeah. That that's what how did I say because I just have to respect a movie yeah. that is so it's just different unique yes
1: it's, it's different and it's also like what did you say it got oh, made for it was tell like five million dollars yeah. yeah i forgot yeah.
0: to tell you halfway through this movie it turns into a different movie oh yeah we it's love like, that that's it, like one it of turns our favorite into things an action movie the yeah. first half it's like a drama the yeah. second half it's like an action movie yeah. um you gave it a 10
1: i think you gave it a 10 it's like 10. it's just one of those it's just like it's so different it's so unique it's it's an amazing film like I think I also give Speed a 10 with Keanu Reeves, but like just for very different reasons. Love Speed. Yeah, we do. Anyway, those are our two movies. If you want just two back-to-back weird ones for this weekend, Green Lantern and The The Guest, Guest. uh, those are good watches, and we hope you enjoy our just super random ramblings about movies. We love sharing that we watch these ridiculous movies, sometimes the most unconventional movies ever to watch back-to-back. This one is plausible to me, that someone has watched these two movies back to back. Sure. Because they were just browsing the G's G's. of movies. Just because the G's. And Green and Guest are close enough. They are close. But so often we have movies that's like, oh, you watched Lord of the Rings, and then you watched... Mr. Popper's Penguins. It's like no one has ever watched those two movies back to back. Anyway, sorry to everybody who you know loves Lord of the Rings and Caroline hates Lord of the Rings. So we get a lot of messages. <laughs> I from told people you who I respect so
0: all the Lord know, of the Rings fans. It's just not for me. You
1: told them all to ring off. That's what you told them. You ring off. You ring off. You ringers. You loader ringers. That's what you always say. Loader. L O R T L O T R Lord of the Rings. Do
0: people say loader?
1: No, probably not. I just said that. All right, wrap it up. I'm going to go have some candy, just a very small amount, just to come back some all the way around. Some before
0: candy, some after candy. And have a
1: pumpkin beer. Dessert candy. Uh, I'm not going to have a Snickers out of the fridge. Uh, and then I'm going to eat some salad to really try and balance <laughs> my life out. <laughs> Maybe get some exercise, take care of my body a little bit, drink yeah, some water. Yeah, drink some water. You guys are awesome. More. We thank you so much for listening.
0: Next time we come to you, we're going to be in Florida.
1: Crocodiles. Down under. <laughs> very different.
0: Uh, <laughs> your brain is a scary place.
1: Okay. Mm, bye. Mm, bye.